0: Hey, criers, I'm Sarah Ann. I'm Haley. And I'm Rachel.
1: we are here to prove to you that there is crying in baseball. Haley, how was the Luke Combs concert? I'm so
0: jealous. It was awesome. Uh, I haven't seen him before, so this is my first time seeing him play. My friend is in Riley Green's band, and they were the openers right before Luke. So... Got to see him play in a stadium, which was crazy. Michael used to be in a band with him. And so I've seen them play like just small clubs in Nashville. That's awesome. So to see him like on these huge screens with like so (laughs) many people in the crowd was wild. Especially it's just funny whenever you like know a person. And I love Charlie. He's just like a very like average normal (laughs) human. (laughs) And then to see him like shredding on the guitar is wild. Um, But that was super fun and luke obviously was great i'm not the biggest luke Combs Mm -hmm. fan honestly i like him but i'm not like obsessed with him by any means but he does put on a really Mm -hmm. great show so michael went to college with him and so the whole time we were there michael just was like looking around just in awe at how many people are watching this guy that he used to actually play a bar across the street from michael every weekend and everyone at this college would obviously go see Luke. And he wasn't anything at the time. But they just would always go across the street. And it felt like this little competition of, like, the guy who's was playing with and, and Luke, like, seeing who could get the most people <laughs> at their shows. So oh, he was kind of, like, yeah, just awestruck at what Luke is doing now. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's really so cool, That's awesome.
1: I feel it like that's, awesome. like, a, a good reminder of, like... You know, celebrities, athletes, whatever—they're all people too. Like, they're all just somebody, somebody mm-hmm. went to school with, yeah. and somebody's neighbor. Like, that's that's got to yeah. be really fun to to see someone you know like that kind of blow up on a big stage. That's awesome. I'm a big Luke Combs yeah. fan, so I'm yeah. very very jealous.
0: I wish you could have been there. It would have been fun. With
2: it you. was at Bush Stadium, and right? Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, that's even better. Which How was fun. really
0: cool. He wore a cardinal hat, and then in nice. the videos when the show started before he came out with him walking in the tunnel somewhere and it said St. Louis Cardinals behind him. So everyone like Aww. lost their mind. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause oh, a lot great. of people <laughs> from St. Louis on his team. So I think oh, that cool. they kind of got them all to, that's to wear awesome. the St. Louis gear. So
1: yeah, the picture yeah. I saw of him in the Cardinals hat is my favorite Cardinals hat, the Sunday home okay. alternate hat.
0: So
2: amazing. So much
1: FOMO.
0: I know. <laughs> what did you do this week, Sarah? Um, I didn't do much. I'm just
1: kind of gearing up, getting ready to head out of town for the wedding. I am embarrassingly pale for being in Arizona and I'm Mm -hmm. going back to Alaska. So I figured I should probably not be like the palest person there because people are going to just question me about it everywhere I go. People are like, really? You're from Arizona? Why aren't you more tan? So I've been um, doing a little bit of indoor tanning, which I know is a little controversial, uh, I did get a little bit of a burn, so maybe
0: I learned my lesson. That's what you Sarah, get. Sarah, <laughs> I just have to say, I used self-tanner before I went to St. Louis, Oh yes, and I wore tall boots yesterday, mm-hmm. and this morning I wake up, and half of it is, like, rubbed off. In oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's, like, yeah. super blotchy, uh, right. and I'm walking around with, like, orange and white <laughs> lines and circles all over my legs. Oh, my it's gosh. It's so bad. So don't do that. Yeah. No, do and oh I'm gosh, so, so I'm
1: funny. just so not patient enough for self-tanner, like, and I know so many people that do that instead, and they're like, oh, you have to be so careful, and you have to do this, and I'm like, it takes so much time. I don't even like the time it takes to, like, shave my legs. I'm not rubbing stuff all mm-hmm. over me like that. Um, yeah, I got my nails done, got some, like, last-minute purchases, so had a good week as far as that goes, ready, ready to get out of town, go to Alaska where it's supposed to rain the whole time, so... Normally (laughs) I like to have a little escape in the summer here and just go somewhere that's not as blazing hot, but it's been kind of like unseasonably cooler here. We've hardly reached a hundred some days or some days we haven't even reached 90. So I haven't quite like Mm. gotten that desire to leave town. Um, And I am about to leave town. So I'm like, dang it. Am I going to get this again in like August or something? And I'm kind of going too soon, but I I mean, I can't help it. It's her wedding. So... (laughs) but yeah, it's really,
0: really great. Well, in
1: August, you'll just have to come to St. Louis then.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: And uh, sweat my head off. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I like to go cooler places when I, when I do that. That's why I went to, that's like the whole reason I went to Denver last year. The Cardinals weren't playing. I was just like, I need to get out of the heat. And I just booked a flight to Denver. It was the most spontaneous and probably the worst decision I ever made, but it was a cool stadium and a got to experience the worst it,
2: decision you have ever made it was oh, bad. No.
1: It, was have it? oh no i didn't know yeah <laughs> no. we could talk about that another time but yeah, yeah that it was we'll a
2: story for later <laughs> it
1: was not a fun experience <laughs> uh, Rach, how was your week
2: yeah my week was not too bad actually i for the first time i think ever didn't watch a single baseball game i like disconnected mm-hmm. completely for the entire week and so that was just strange to think about yeah um i did though i know i mentioned a couple of episodes ago that the savannah bananas are coming to indianapolis at the end of the month and i was going to try really really hard to get tickets Uh, i actually entered an instagram contest it's just one of those really like like share you know whatever and i got picked so we got two free savannah bananas tickets and we got wristbands too for all-inclusive food and drink so that will be really fun so it starts like two hours before the game so i'm so so excited about that that's That's awesome. awesome Uh, yeah.
1: Congratulations, a you big winner.
2: Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> another week of Cardinals baseball in the books. Are we having fun yet? Don't answer that because I know what you're going to say. This week, the Cardinals went two and four, being swept by the Giants after yet another one-run game lost in the series opener. A blah in game two of 11-3. to three, capped off with an absolutely heartbreaking loss in the final game on Wednesday. Tommy Edmund hit a grand slam in that game, but somehow that still wasn't enough insurance for this bullpen, and the Cardinals managed to blow a 5-3 to lead, losing the game 8-5 to in 10 innings. A much-needed off-day Thursday to travel to New York, New York, the city so nice they named it twice, to face the also-struggling Mets for three games in Queens. The Cardinals looked to be in typical form with the first game Friday when the only run scored was on a solo shot from Wilson Contreras in the 5th, managing to lose the game 6-1 to one in only 2 hours and 1 minute. The Redbirds managed to secure win numbered 198 for Ueno on Saturday with a 5-3 victory in the Victory Blues. As it turns out, the Cardinals love their dads the most as they took the series from the Mets with an 8-7 win on Father's Day, despite a big strong guy appearance, weeks ahead of his anticipated return from the IL with a wrist injury. The win was fueled by Nolan Arenado with the dad strength, hitting two home runs on his first Father's Day game as a dad. Levi's dad is the coolest. Jordan Walker also hit a home run with his dad in attendance at the game, extending his hitting streak to 11 games. Shout out to all of the dads. Old friend Tommy Pham did stab us in the back a couple of times, but miraculously, the Cardinals have finally won their first series since May 18th through 21st when they took three out of four from the Dodgers at home. Baseball sure felt more inspiring back then, and here is to hoping that this is the start of another stretch of inspiring baseball. Looking ahead, the Birds move on to Washington, D.C. to face their arguably biggest rival in the exhilarating race for last place in the National League for three games before traveling across the pond for two against the Cubs in foggy London town. We will be keeping all of our friends making the long international journey in our thoughts and hoping for a pain-free weekend series for all of our sake. Until next time, as the Brits say, cheers! All right, so this is There Is Crying Baseball, so we are going to talk about our moments of the week that made us cry. So, Rachel, what made you cry this week?
2: Mine is actually this week crying tears from laughter. So I was uh, flipping through and I saw the Yankees and Red Sox played at uh, Boston today on Father's Day and somebody hit a foul ball over the green monster. And so like it was really, really close to a home run, but it was foul. And so the guy grabbed it and he went up a few rows and gave it to a little kid and so it was a dad there with his two sons and the kid grabs it and just throws it straight back onto the field <laughs> and, and his brother just starts yelling at him he's like no no are you serious it was so I mean I was crying laughing and they just kept showing it and everybody kept talking about it and I'm like oh my gosh
1: <laughs> that is so funny <laughs>
2: But since I disconnected from baseball, that's that's the moment that I yeah. got this week. So that's you're great. not paying attention to Cardinals baseball. I love baseball. It. so. You know what? I do. I
1: do like to catch moments from other other teams, other games. Sometimes they're fun too, because you're yeah, not as emotionally sure. invested. It's hard to laugh at a Cardinals game right now, no matter what it is that's happening. I don't care like how funny it is, you're Probably not sense. gonna
2: laugh. <laughs> no, it's not funny. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Haley, what's your moment this week?
0: I'm trying to be positive as much as I can be so my crying moment is happy crying for Wayno because he got the win yesterday which means he's another one closer to 200 wins yes Yes. I was watching it uh at Ballpark Village yesterday before the Luke Combs concert so it was fun to at least be in St. Louis during it as well but when I saw that we were already down in the first I literally said to Michael you've got to be kidding me I just (laughs) had this feeling of like we're gonna lose again we're gonna lose again but thank goodness we remembered how to use our bats. And Donovan <laughs> got that RBI single. Goldie had a two-run homer. Jordan Walker had a homer, and my daily pop had another RBI single. So we were able to get Wayno a win like he deserves. Yes. I will definitely cry when he gets his two hundredth, like the baby that I am. But I am, I'm trying to be supportive and positive along the way, especially for Wayno,
2: because he deserves Absolutely. it. For sure, yes, he'll he get that two hundredth really soon. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. What about you, Sarah?
1: Uh, so my crying moment was also, um, I guess, tears of happiness. And I'm also a little disconnected from the Cardinals right now, if anybody can blame me. Um, so my moment was actually the uh, revo- reverse boycott in Oakland. Um, and then the A's going on to win their seventh straight game. So I just did a quick little dive into um, some of the stuff going on with the A's. And I actually did meet somebody that is an A's fan this year. And so kind of getting their perspective of it, too. Um So I've been a little bit invested in that and I just thought it was really, really moving and touching. So the Oakland Coliseum was built in 1966 and it is a multi-purpose facility, which is something I did not know, uh, that the A's and the Raiders used to share that stadium. And then the Raiders moved out of Oakland to Los Angeles and then they moved back to Oakland for a while in 1995 and the Coliseum was expanded to kind of fit more football fans. And then obviously we all know the Raiders left Oakland again. The A's were the last remaining MLB team to share a stadium full time with an NFL team. Um, But like I said, that ended in 2020 Um, looks like since the early two thousands, the A's have been in talks with Oakland and other areas in Northern California about building a new stadium, trying to move out of Oakland There was even a lawsuit at one point between the city of San Jose and um, MLB. That's when Bud Selig was the commissioner. And then this year on April 20th, 2023, the A's announced that they had entered a land purchase agreement with Red Rock Resort in Paradise, Nevada near the Strip to finalize a new ballpark in Las Vegas and move out of Oakland completely. That original plan fell through. They have now switched the plan location to the site of Tropicana in Las Vegas and they want to build a 30,000-seat retractable roof ballpark. Um, My understanding is the Oakland Coliseum is just in really bad condition. There's a possum living there now, I guess, or something. Um, It's just really outdated, really out of date. There's really no reason to go to the stadium at this point because they also just trade away all of their players. They're not putting a product on the field that makes fans want to go and watch. Um, There's nobody there. They don't have one player that's just like their core, you know, like an Adam Wainwright or somebody that they've just been attached to because they trade away any good talent. Mm -hmm. And so now the owner of the A's, John Fisher um, is the one making the plans to move. I guess they're putting a lot of blame on fans saying that it's because fans aren't showing up, but this reverse boycott kind of showed like, no, we will show up. Just give us something to show up for the A's are the last uh, organization in the Oakland area. All of the professional sports teams have since left. So I just, I feel so much for that fan base. You know, that's their team. The last thing that they have to connect to in their area and it's being taken away and they're moving them to Vegas. So watching Everybody show up. They had reported attendance of 27,759 fans. Um, They gave out like 7,000 shirts that said sell. People brought signs that said sell, sell the team. Uh, They had like planned moments of silence and then um, followed by chance breaking out of sell the team or stay in Oakland. It got so loud at one point that the starting pitcher couldn't hear his pitch calm. Um, I think they thought it was broken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was just, I thought it was really powerful. It was really emotional. Like I couldn't imagine. Thankfully, I, I mean, I don't know if it's thankfully, but um, I don't live in St. Louis, obviously. So I couldn't imagine being a St. Louis local or even within driving distance to go often and then have that being taken away from you um, mm-hmm. and how that would feel and how you would be like, this is the last thing I can think to do to try and save the team that I love and the sport that I love in the area I'm in. And so everybody's showing up and just showing like, hey, we're not the problem, um, which ownership is making it out to be. The fans are the problem. The only people I've seen on social media that are really in agreement with it are people that live in Vegas. There is an Instagram account that is like a baseball account. and I'm not going to give their name out. They don't need any more recognition, especially after this, um, who they're all based in Vegas, but they're all Padres fans. So they're all like really on board with moving the A's out there. And it's like, well, it's just because you want the team out there locally which they are yeah
2: for sure. Wouldn't you think
1: you could understand why the people local in Oakland don't want their team to leave if you so badly want a team local to you? And even Bryce Harper who is a Las Vegas native thinks it's a bad idea for them to move out of Oakland. So it was just really powerful and emotional just to see The stadium, it wasn't obviously at full capacity, but it was full considering their attendance this year, the chance breaking out, how loud it was. And the A's have not been doing great. They were off to like a historically bad start to their season. As of today, they're still looking to get their 20th win. They have only 19 right now, Uh, but they did win that game against the best team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays, and it was their seventh straight for them. Uh, so they went on a nice little hot streak there. So that was just really powerful and emotional to me. It's really nice to kind of maybe step out of our own um, pity party right now with the Cardinals, seeing how bad they're doing and how disappointed <laughs> we are. But like it could be so much worse. And just I feel like it's good to to support the movement of trying. I don't I think it's kind of fruitless at this point to try and get them to stay. But I do think it's uh, a good thing to get behind trying to keep baseball where it is. Definitely. Yeah, for
2: sure I loved I love seeing the support also mm-hmm. it I feel really really bad for ace fans just get them a new stadium yeah. like it's it's just it's not fair mm-hmm. like you see just pictures and videos things are falling apart there's like water leaking places yeah. like it's just awful yeah. like, I
0: went I so was, no
2: wonder people don't want to go like, why would you want to pay money to go sit at a stadium like that yeah. like I wouldn't do it and I'm a biggest baseball fan yeah. you know it's just it's just really really unfair yeah. we
0: went two years ago and it was just crazy whenever you walk up it looks like it's like not even open like it just gosh. looks like oh, this really? giant oh, gosh. there's like no lights outside the stadium or anything and no like Jeez. really signs or anything and yeah. and we were walking around to our seats and the only like the main level had concessions open but other concession stands weren't even open on like the upper level where our seats oh were gosh. you had to walk all the way like halfway around the stadium to then gosh. get down to walk halfway back around to get to the open mm-hmm. concessions because they just didn't have enough people there to have them all open but then it was yeah, like a 20 minute insane. walk to get food and yeah oh, it was horrible. it was really sad to see it like that for mm-hmm. sure
1: yeah I saw that they are the fifth oldest um fifth oldest currently open MLB stadium I saw a lot that they made improvements like to the surrounding area. Like they added some stuff to try and like entice people to come to the stadium, but like kind of like ballpark village, like outside of it, there was like an area Mm -hmm. for food trucks and stuff, but nothing on the inside. And I mean, John Fisher's net worth is $2.2 billion according (laughs) to Forbes. And he, part of the reason why all the deals like with Oakland and everything have fallen through was because he wanted public funding but then like Oakland found out that they were like trying to make this deal to stay there and get their new stadium. But they were using that deal to leverage their deal to get out of Vegas. So it's just like, he so badly wants to get out of Oakland and I just don't really know why. Um, But yeah, it's really devastating. I really feel, I really feel for A's fans. Um, So that was my, my tangent and my crying moment (laughs) of the week. (laughs)
2: That's a good one. Good crying moment.
1: I did. I cried. I cried tears watching the end of the game. I did try and take some pictures for proof, but I don't think you can really tell that I'm crying. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not even like really, I don't really care that much about this team, but I just thought it was really powerful to see the fans showing up. And I just couldn't imagine, like we complain about build a wit a lot, but mm-hmm. like if your owner is gaslighting you like that, like, Oh, you're the reason yeah, why no. we don't have a good product. It's like, you have enough money. You could spend money. And like the Sean Murphy deal trying to get, I can't even mm-hmm. remember who they wanted. They wanted nolan gorman brennan donovan and lars newbar or dylan carlson or something yeah and then they ended up taking a much smaller deal from the braves like are you so delusional like could you imagine if we had done that and where (laughs) nolan gorman would be now they would have treated him somewhere else by now i know so delusional i cannot even imagine that being our front Mm -hmm. office so maybe it does put it in a little bit of perspective maybe i am gonna be less harsh on bowen and (laughs) away right now but
2: uh, I don't, know. I don't <laughs> know if that's necessary, but... <laughs> Maybe not me, yeah. but... <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, Rachel, are you ready to do your rant of the
2: week? I sure am. And it's fitting because it is going to be about Mo. So I know <laughs> last week I started out my rant with a quote from Ollie. So this week I'm going to start out uh, with a quote from Mo. It is. We understand this has been a disappointing season, and we also know we have to start playing better. We also know there is time. 93 games left. We do stand behind Ollie and his entire staff, and we are confident that things will improve. So he said this exact same thing at the end of April. He said the exact same thing three weeks ago, and now here we are in the middle of June, and he's saying it again. We all know one of Mo's favorite lines is just to be patient. He is always telling us to have patience because things are going to turn it around I'm sorry, but the time to be patient and wait for things to turn around was like 30 games ago. We are 15 games below 500. We are eight and a half games back in a division where winning 81 games could win you the entire division. Stop being delusional. This team with this roster is not going to turn it around. Had the front office fixed the glaring starting pitching holes in this organization during the offseason, we would not be in this mess now if we had a stable pitching rotation, that would allow more room for error when guys inevitably slump or when guys go on the aisle. But of course, none of it was addressed. And here we are. I chose not to watch a single second of baseball this week. And that is something that I don't know that I've literally ever done. It's brutal watching this team go out day in and day out, no fight left in them. It's just horrible. The time to be patient is long gone. To me, this season is not salvageable if you don't do a complete shakeup. Even then, I don't know if it's salvageable at that point. Keep the handful of guys you want to build your future around, get rid of everybody else. Get some pitching, stop pretending this team has what it takes because right now they very obviously do not. Short sweet to the point, that's what I got for this week. Thank you guys so much for letting me rant.
1: Thank you for ranting. Go off. And wake up, Mo. (laughs) Get out of here.
0: (laughs) Wake up, Mo.
1: I just feel like that's is always his his mo as Mo of you know (laughs) saying one thing and then turning around five minutes later like what was it the quote right before the Arnauto trade was done he's like I'm confident in Matt Carpenter as our everyday third baseman Mm -hmm. and then like two days later we have Nolan Arnauto so he's sitting here saying I'm confident in Ollie but. Part of me that is delusional, which Mo, your job is not being delusional. That's my job, and Rachel and (laughs) Julie's job. We're all delusional, right? Um, Not Mo, but um, yeah. I am like you are sitting here telling us you are confident. Are you really? Is this really how you feel? Or are we going to see something here in the next few days that's going to be like once again like coming out and saying one thing and then doing another? That's Mm -hmm. just kind of what has been, um, you know, his his rap sheet in the past. So we'll see what happens, but.
0: I hope he's lying and that he does something. I just, yeah. I don't know. It's,
2: it's way past I time. hope he's lying and that he steps down himself. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Hon- Honest, let- just make the sacrifice, do what's best for the Cardinals and Seriously. just step down. Thank you for your services. We appreciate you. It's time to move on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that might be dreaming a little big, but I mean, we can all fantasize, right?
2: So that, that's absolutely not going to happen. Yeah. But in my perfect world, that's what would happen. Yeah. But we'll see. It will be interesting.
1: Yeah, I would love to have that quote put over, you know, the news of Ollie being fired or something happening of, like, I'm confident in everybody. Not that I, <laughs> yeah. I'm necessarily out here pushing still for anybody, you know, for Ollie to be fired. But if, if it happens, I just – I want uh, whoever – Gets to it first, superimposes the quote of, I'm confident in Ali over the tweet of Ali's been, you know, <laughs> let go." Sarah. please don't get it on a content t-shirt idea.
0: Stop.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm not, <laughs> for I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good at that stuff. So somebody else needs to do it if it happens. All right. We are going to move on to the, are you okay this week in Facebook? So we do have a few contenders. These each should be relatively uh, painless. But again, as always, if you see anything that you think we um, can stop and ask, if the people posting these things are okay, please feel free to send them over to us, uh, email, whatever is best for you. The first one we have, I am going to call him Bob. Bob says in a post on facebook.com and if Cardinals fan group uh, appears, screenshot of a baseball reference page and says, perhaps Mo can call Colorado and bring old Randall back rather see him in left field than Walker or Burleson, which Burleson <laughs> is spelled wrong. And it is a screenshot of Randall Gritchik's baseball reference page. Now I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I am super great at reading baseball reference pages because I just don't spend a lot of time on there. Admittedly. But it does say that he currently has a 0.3 war. He does have 42 hits, but he has one home run this year. And his uh, batting average for the year is 307. So I guess he's doing okay, but I don't know that his one home run (laughs) and his 0.3 war is really worth um, trading Walker or Burleson uh, Walker has had two home runs this weekend alone so he's already beating him in just a weekend so Bob are you okay? And then we move on to Bill Bill just posts on a fan page on facebook.com what's it gonna take? Well Bill what's what gonna take I don't I don't know what you're talking about. It might take a starting pitcher. It might take some millions of dollars to sign somebody. It might take a voodoo ritual. We may need to do an animal sacrifice. I don't know. But what's it going to take, Bill? Are you okay? (laughs) And last but not least, I want to share this one because this one was funny and heartwarming. And I think we want to put a little positive spin on this because we are all down bad, T.M., Uh, This one we're going to call Sally. Sally says, my 10-year-old son had surgery today, first time ever, and when waking up from anesthesia and under the influence of the pain meds, the first thing he decided to tell the nurse about was Brendan Donovan and how he's a great utility player. He can play anywhere you need him. Then he told the nurse all about his own plays on his little league team this year. Even coming out of surgery, Cardinals and baseball was first to mind. Well, I just want to say to your 10-year-old son, I hope your surgery went okay. I hope you're doing well. And I love that the first thing that came to mind was Brendan Donovan, because if I was going under surgery right now, I would probably also wake up and talk about Brendan Donovan. So I think our little 10-year-old pal is okay. I hope he's okay. (laughs) He did have surgery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When I had my wisdom teeth taken out, my first thing I talked about was potatoes. And then I sent Love of it. selfie of, I'll have to post a <laughs> selfie, but yes, this please. horrible selfie, I sent it to a handful of people and I had oh, just started my new job a month before and I was this close to sending it to my boss.
2: <laughs> oh gosh! Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I wish you would have. Me too.
1: <laughs> I love the, like, the wisdom teeth videos where mm. kids are like, coming out of anesthesia and just like saying the funniest yeah. stuff. And I got mine taken out in like 24. 14, I think, or 2013. So I would have been like early mid twenties. And I was prepared for that. And the second I opened my eyes, I just started crying and I cried like the whole way home. Like we had to stop and get my prescription and like some juice and stuff. And, um, the prescription bag from the pharmacy we went to just had like local advertisement on there. And one of like the members of the credit union I worked at was like a financial advisor or something. So he had like an ad purchased on it. I was like,
0: oh my gosh,
1: he's supporting me when I'm in pain. Like (laughs) just crying even more. Like I wasn't allowed to go in the store because I was crying so much. I just didn't stop crying. I thought I was going to be just like funny, go viral on YouTube. No, I just weeped the whole time, which on brand. So on brand. on brand.
2: On brand. That's so fun.
0: All right. So each week we try to do a few questions from you all. We love when you send them in. So be sure you go to the show notes and send them into the link below. But our first question for this week is how early do you get to the ballpark? Early for batting practice, on time, wandering during the third lift cubs fan. <laughs> so, so
2: Rach, when do you get to the ballpark? So for me, it just kind of depends. It depends on where we're sitting, what we're doing for the day. Um, Sometimes we try to get all-inclusive tickets. So if we're doing something like that, then we'll go in super, super early. Cardinals obviously are also notorious for really good giveaways. So if they're doing a really good giveaway, I try to go in as early as I can. Um, If it's just a typical regular game, I don't really care about going in super early. Obviously, I want to be in there. Uh, before game time but I just like to go in and kind of walk around for just a couple of minutes and like look out onto the field and then go find our seats and then yeah. pretty much when the game starts so definitely don't wander in in the third like a cub stand though that's a pretty good question <laughs> Sarah what about you
1: um I've never been like early enough for batting practice I would say I'm probably more on time um generally the people I go to games with are um, kind of like herding cats, it's very hard to wrangle them up and get them anywhere on time. It's always, okay, <laughs> we're going to leave in a minute. And then 10 minutes go by and it's like, all right, we're going to leave in a minute. And it's like, come on, let's go. I'm a Virgo. I like to, to be timely, but I'm always waiting on other people. Um, when I go anywhere or go to like a game with my friends that are not baseball fans, we probably do get in later just because it's usually a game out here, which it's the Diamondbacks and someone else, that I usually don't care that much to get there on time. Um, and they don't care about baseball at all. It's just an excuse to like go drink somewhere. So I have Mm -hmm. wandered in during the third, I guess you can call me like a Cubs fan, but if I had it my way, I would get there maybe like 30 minutes before first pitch, just to kind of walk around comfortably, get some drinks, food, whatever, get situated, be in my seat for first pitch. But I'm usually, uh, depending on other people. So that's harder to do. (laughs) (laughs) Haley, what about you?
0: I usually get there, I mean, it depends on the giveaway as well, but for the most part, I would say at least 45 minutes or so before game time, I like to go get some cheap beer before the game starts and then just kind of wander around, like you're saying, get settled in my seats and get my drink beforehand so that once the anthem and everything starts, I'm kind of ready to go. Right. Where do you find your cheap beer at? Uh, Budweiser Terrace. Of oh, course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know pitch, that I've like,
1: explored up there. I've only been to Bush a few times. so.
0: You need to come back. But until first pitch, they're like $5 each, I oh, think. Nice.
2: Yeah, $5 cans. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. So okay. double fist them before the game starts and Definitely. then ready to go. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you whenever you come. Okay. When Thank you come you. to a game.
2: Yeah, I got you. Right next question in your opinion, does the president of baseball operations see another season? If the Cardinals winning percentage is under 440 at season's end. Uh, So I'll take this one first really quickly. The short answer for me, I don't, I don't know, honestly, like if I'm still shocked that we're at this point. And so I can't wrap my head around the fact that we could finish under 500. And so I'm kind of still trying to get there. Um, I've made it, obviously my feelings very, very clear on what I think needs to happen and what I think should happen. Do I think he should see another season? No. Do I think he should see another season regardless if the Cardinals finish under 500 or not? No. Realistically, do I think he will? Yes. I think if they're going to get rid of anybody, they're going to get rid of Ollie or do some sort of shakeup like that. I don't think Mo's going anywhere, but I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I mean, this team is just full of surprises, so I guess we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) What do you guys think, Sarah?
1: Um, I agree. I I don't know that the winning percentage at the end of the season is really going to make too much of a difference. I feel like the Cardinal way is just the Cardinal way. And I don't think they're going to cut ties with Mo, especially after they just um, extended his contract um, just because of the win loss percentage. So, I think that we will see another, another year of him, unfortunately, but yeah, I think if anybody does go, it will be some, uh, some scapegoat, you know, some player will get mm-hmm. traded or uh, somebody on the coaching staff or somebody you've never heard of will be, you know, released and they'll bring in some new staff on the team, some pitching strategist or something weird. And that will be their, their shakeup. So <laughs> I'm not very,
2: Fire Jeff Albert, yeah,
1: Jeff Albert's got to go. I've had enough of him. He has to go. get him out of here. <laughs> saw how good he did for the Mets. So (laughs) just kidding. All right, Haley, what do you think?
0: I agree with y'all. I, I would love to say that I don't think he'd still be there, but I just have a little faith in them making a real change like that. Like you're saying, I think there's a number of other things they are going to try to do before getting to that point. Although I will say, I feel like we haven't really been down this bad before. So (laughs) I, I feel like it could mean a bigger change. Yeah. I guess that's why I'm looking for a bigger change, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they do have a list of things that they're going to try to do before getting to that point, just knowing how they are yeah, and I how they've been
2: forever I would think so too.
1: Yeah, I think it would take something like wild to see John Mozella gone. I I mean, he'd okay. have to like have a DUI or have some type of scandal like I think that would be really the only way he's out of here. I don't think the win-loss record has too much to do with that. So
2: wouldn't that be something if there were just some big Mo hmm. scandal that can- <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me with this season? Should I start one? Honestly, should I Yeah, let's, oh, let's start something. <laughs> I'm, <kidding. laughs> I'm not doing that. Mo, if you're listening, sorry.
1: We know that you are. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. All right. So uh, those are the questions we have this week. Uh, but yes, like Haley said, please send them in. We love hearing from you guys. And uh, if you didn't hear one of yours today, you should hear one later on. All right. And now we have the moment you have all been waiting for. The rally drink of the week from our cocktail connoisseur. Haley, take it away. What is your rally drink of the week?
0: All right. So I've been traveling a lot lately. So I haven't been home to really want to make a bunch of cocktails. So I recently, in the last week, found an alternative, which are these canned Malibu cocktails. They have all of these fun, summery flavors. I just had a peach rum punch, which is peach and orange. Mm. And now I'm drinking the strawberry daiquiri. For those states that you don't want to make a cocktail, but you want to still pretend like you're at the beach, this is a great alternative. It'd be great for a pool day. I will say, though, they're a little on the sweeter side. So if that's not your thing, mm-hmm. just just a heads up. But the flavors are great. And I'm really looking forward to trying the pina colada one. That's the one I'm most excited mm-hmm. about. I'm able to find it in Nashville. So if anyone knows where it is, let me know. <laughs> but that's the next one I want to try.
2: But they're actually they're pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. That sounds really yeah. good. That's a, probably a little bit too sweet for me. I can't really do sweet drinks, yeah. but it sounds good. I love
1: all of the, like the pre-mixed can options now. When I first started drinking, I just I couldn't drink anything and I had to drink like super, super sweet drinks. So that probably would have been yeah. right mm-hmm. up my alley. But yeah. if you are anywhere besides a bar, it would always be really hard to find one. It would either be like mm-hmm. beer or like alcohol and Coke or whatever, you know, there wasn't a ton of options. So I love all of the options that are out there now, or you can just grab a can of something and take it with you or they have them for sale. So I love it.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support as always. Uh, Please like subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts uh, follow us on all socials at crying baseball we got new episodes out every Wednesday and we cannot wait to cry with you then bye bye, bye.